Let's see what happened. Ah. 7-6 in overtime, Panthers. <laughs> and the Leafs were up 5-1? Yeah, the Leafs were literally oh, up 5-1. So uh, I guess we can uh, uh, lead with that, given uh, given how <laughs> Tim Stutzler learned how to play hockey uh, on a football pitch. Five. Four. Three. Two. And one. What? Hello, world, in a song. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue, welcome to the happy hour. Welcome back, Habs listeners. Uh, we're recording after this Ottawa Senators game against the Ottawa Senators. Habs uh, got themselves uh, trounced six to three, I think it was. Ah, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was that was dumb. Uh, granted. Habs have been uh, ragdolling the Sanders all season. The only team I think that the Habs have won more games Twice? than they've lost against, honestly. <laughs> uh, the Habs now have a chance at the end of this month, uh, like April 22nd or something, to play in Ottawa and clinch the season series, which is the one of the most important things to do, <laughs> given that the team is currently well let's double check what's going on with the team they are last still last i think unless this hasn't been updated yet i don't know if this was game 70 or game 71 but we're coming to the end of the season how about them apples look at that look at that anyway my name's david oj i'm at metaldave02 twitter.com joined as always by veronica yeah, I am at, <clears throat> pardon me, C-H-I-L-E mm. underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we're the happy hour on um happy hour on Twitter. <laughs> happy hour pod on Instagram. Happyhour.com and YouTube.com slash happy hour. Uh, Beth is not with us. Some scheduling stuff. We usually record on Mondays, but now we have yeah. to record on Tuesdays. A little weird. And Beth usually works Tuesdays, and it's totally my fault. Because last week, I just uh, started up my skate clinic again so I can learn how to be a better hockey player. And that takes place on Monday evenings at an uh, 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 unmanageable time for recording this podcast. Because when I get back, I'm sore. I don't feel like doing anything. Yeah. So there's that. I've been going to the gym with my personal trainer. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Last night... Oh, 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 was it last night? Yeah, we did Monday. We did a special Monday. Um, oh my God, he he kicked my ass. Wow. Yeah, I lost like a pound in sweat. <laughs> well, you better get them gains, Veronica. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> um, let's see. What am I doing? I'm getting uh, stronger though. Good. Heck yeah. I could kick Stutzla's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just saw Brennan Gallagher try a bit of that in a <laughs> yeah. in a bout of rage that I've never seen in that way from Brendan Gallagher. Literally hauling Tim Stutzla to the ice, knocking a ref down in the process. <laughs> I've never and then and then the pile up with the rest of the team. It was a it was a yeah. weird game. Some will call it entertaining. I call it bullshit. Because yeah, the Habs, I, I wasn't entertained. I am. I, I just 
how I'm a I'm a broken record on this. The special teams. <laughs> You're gonna say I'm a broken man. I'm no no. Please. <laughs> Please. I have four day weekends and I just <laughs> I just drink myself to a reckless abandon. <laughs> I'm living as hard and as fast as possible. Because I know time's ticking. Time's ticking. Time's ticking. Experience. Like it's your last. Ex- yes. Oh man. I've been going for it too. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, this uh what a what a fuck man. It was it was a back and forth game up until Habs just lost it. And I just I don't there's so many things that are 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 like endemic of what's going on with the team. Yes, there's so much roster pullover and yes, oh my god, but I I just the special teams drive me bonkers crazy. We had like a week or two when the power play was amazing. Um Looking back at uh, da, 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 da. yeah, let's see. Just looking back at uh, yeah. Well, they did end up with a power play goal in this game, but I don't even remember who scored it. Oh, Cole Caulfield. Was it Caulfield? Yeah, it was great actually. Come think of it, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah five hole trickled in. Thank fucking God for I need that. To this for a minute. Yep, made it. Uh, made it a three three game at the tail end of the second period there. Um, yeah. But all right, let's let's actually talk about the game from you know bolts to nuts right uh game starts uh two minutes and 30 seconds in who scores but none other than brendan gallagher and his first game back in two three weeks perhaps eight games yeah it's been oh, eight games oh he was eight, off games. eight games oh so eight two games he did three, play three four i learned that something. from tsn 690 today all right yeah 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 so regardless it's been a while he comes back plays a home game bam that's Awesome. Gets it in. Montreal gets on the board first. Which and is it you- counted. And it counted. There was a review. Death taxes. A yeah, uh, yeah, a challenge. A death taxes. Brandon Gallagher yeah. goal goes under review. And my God, a miracle happened, and they allowed it. Couldn't believe it. So that was good for you know the Habs. Uh, Austin Watson scores unassisted. Uh, at the tail end of the first, 1-1 going into the second period. Then comes Tim Stutzla on the power play, 2-1 Ottawa. Uh, Justin Barron scores his first as a half, first in the NHL as well. Yes. Ties it up, so good milestone for the young man. Unfortunately, yeah. in the third period, falls awkwardly, might have sprained his ankle, so that's going to be something to look at either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, he got tangled up with somebody. They both fell, and the guy happened to fall on his ankle uh and he was trying to stop that open net goal you know i i love i love marty gotta stop pulling the goalie at five minutes in the left thank you for saying that i keep on like i mean i'm thinking it never works we're not trying to win it it, never works it worked once and i i can't recall the game but it was like maybe oh yeah a long long time ago two weeks ago it actually did work but now i have to now i have to like prove a point and be like Okay, now I have to look at <laughs> all of the games where we've pulled the goalie and how many times have the Habs been able to score versus how many times they've been scored on. Just and the it once, just, I think. And it just seems like as soon as they pull that goalie, 30 seconds after they do that, it's an empty netter. And then we got five minutes left of the game to fucking watch still anyway. It just, they, they're, they're so, I don't, understand why they're so bad on the 6v5 
And, you know, it carries over into the power play a bit. Yes, they scored on the power play. And thank God they scored. You know, Cole Caulfield got themselves a goal. Um, Habs did not score on the power play against the Lightning. Okay, okay that's the Lightning. Um, Habs had three power plays against Carolina last week. Didn't score on any of them. It just, it's so, they, they got it. They need, they cannot have a power play that scores one goal a week. It has to be better than that. I wonder if a change is going to be made in the offseason because I can't imagine that Gorton and Hughes are pleased with that. Yeah. I, or Marty, even. Or I don't even know if it is Marty. I, I just, I don't know. I, it, it's all Burrows. Burrows yeah. is the power play guy. As far as we know. I played with the Sedins. Oh, great. Well, you know what? The power play still fucking sucks because we don't yeah. have two Sedins on the team. <laughs> maybe Suzuki and Caulfield at some point might yeah. be close to that plateau, but like, man, and there's so many components with the power play too, where you need mobile defensemen or like they did tonight. They played five forwards tonight on the power play. Again, ne- they never, I, I don't, I didn't think they did that before. Did they do that? Yeah. Before? I think it was Saturday and that, that against the lightning time. It didn't work out. Yeah. And hmm. that particular one, I don't think it worked out. I couldn't listen to the game Saturday. I had it up at the bar and um, I was just watching and I was sat next to a guy who was like, Hey, you a hockey fan? I'm like, yeah. What game were you watching? Montreal, Tampa. It's like, what team are you working for? Montreal. And he's like, good. I'm a Panthers fan. I'm like, what? In New York? He's a Panthers fan. Albany? (laughs) Here? You see? Maybe because they're in first place. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess... He loves Ben Sherratt. I know that much. So he actually follows oh, he actually follows transactions and stuff. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. I just, we've been doing this podcast since 2018. I can't remember the last time that I was like, you know what? Power play is fine. Oh, and it was prior to 2018. This has oh, been, this oh, is like more than a decade now. Oh, yeah. Of a bullshit power play. Oh, yeah. Just, I, I just remember Kirk Marler comes in. Awesome. He's going to fix it because St. Louis's yeah. power play at the time was great. Does not do that. Go Kirk goes, hell. borrows in, uh, unless I'm missing somebody. And it just, it, it, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway. Um, While we're talking see. about special teams, I would like the penalty kill to be better as well. Oh, my God. I want to see you guys standing around waiting for something, waiting to see what's going to happen. Make it happen. Make something happen. Go after it. Go oh. after the guy who's got the puck. Go, go, like, slam him to slam him against the boards. It's like. Attack it's the puck. It's a passive It is. It, it drives me nuts. And it was on clear display. Sanders power play scored on two out of four chances. 50% on their power play. While the Habs are like a 33.3. Whatever. It just. It, it killed them. It killed them. The game would have been mm-hmm. four to three instead of six to three. Changes it changed the whole dynamic of it all. And I love that the Martin St. Louis Habs have no quit. Yeah. Um. However, after that empty net goal, I'm like, ah, they're done. There's yeah. They're not. They're not coming back from that one. So that's just whatever happens in the off season and whatever happens at training camp. Man, I, and I do wonder now. Is Burroughs long with the Habs? Yeah. I forget if he got himself a contract last summer. I don't know. I know Richardson did. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
just you know but it's just like with all of the changes with all of the changes and everything that we're seeing and, and the, the the vision that we're seeing kind of materialize from right. Gordon and Hughes I cannot imagine that this is something that they're gonna deliberately overlook and no. go yes yeah, status quo because it's not acceptable if we at the happy hour are protesting the power play it's bad it's for bad. years, years, for years. One day, I, what was it? It was either in like our first or second season. It, I was like, I would accept a fifteen percent power play, <laughs> and like that—that's abysmal. I remember that by NHL state. Like awful. I said, fifteen or twenty percent, and they—they they barely, barely got that. And I was like, well, okay, I guess now I have to be happy, but I'm still not. Damn it. So, yeah, Habs fall to the Senators. Um, you know, Caulfield with the power play goal. You know, he's... Though, okay, something else about Caulfield. Ever since Martin, Martin St. Louis took over for the Habs, <gasps> Cole yes. Caulfield is on the top of the rookie scoring since that date. Um, I'd have to double check who else is on that list ahead of him. But, I mean, it's it's going to be quite a mountain. Rem is on it. Rem is on it. He, on yes, he is. Yeah. Um, I love man. him. Yeah, Rem, Rem's great. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I guess one of the big questions now is who to play with Suzuki and Caulfield. Anderson was there, and I thought that was a good fit for a while. But then uh, folks were like, well, he's not producing. Well, it's like, I don't care if Anderson produces. I just want him to get the puck to Suzuki or Caulfield. Like, fucking. Yeah. If he doesn't get assists or goals, whatever. I just don't care. Uh, Gallagher was on the first line for a little bit tonight. Um. But then uh, his, the usual deployment, though, was not that. It was more so... Ba, ba, ba. Crap, I had to line up in a, a second ago. That figures, don't it? Where are we going? John Lou put it out. Yeah, I'm going into um, the Habs actual thing in the bobber. Ba, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum. Where are you? Oh, yeah, Mike Hoffman's 600th game tonight. Good job. Oh yeah! Did he oh. get a point? Did he? Did he? Hmm. I had. I was mostly listening to the game tonight. I'm, I've been doing running around and doing a lot of shit. So yeah. Let's see about Hoffman. Yep, got himself a point. Good for him. Oh, good! Yay! Yep, yep, yep. At um, least a point. I picked him to score the first goal. Ooh! Should put money on What's that. Wrong? Yeah. Oh well, that's okay. Um. Uh. Rem Pitlick, top line winger for Suzuki and Caulfield at that point in time. Uh, Evans, Hoffman, Anderson. Yeah, why not? Followed by Dvorak, Byron, Armia. Yeah, good old Devo. Then Paling, Ilanen, and Gallagher on the fourth line. It's quite a fourth line, honestly. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, we'll have to see how it all shakes out. Um, let's see what else went on. So, we touched on it briefly. Uh, last week, uh, you know, Habs kind of shit the bed against Carolina. 4 nothing shutout against the Habs. Carolina, they they fire on all freaking cylinders. Andrei Svechnikov with two goals. Tivo Teravainen and Sebastian Ajo. The usual suspects for Carolina. Don't mm-hmm. have to talk about that. The Tampa Bay, the game against the Lightning. Okay. Steven Stamkos opens the scoring as one does. Followed by Anthony Sorelli with a short-handed goal. The, the cardinal sin. To Jake Allen. The 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 cardinal sin of of my hockey experience is a shorthanded goal. It's 
It's it's like nailing Jesus to the cross, you know. Yeah. Just it's it's unacceptable. Can, cannot happen. Um, however, Habs come back. Three goals in the second period by Cole Caulfield, Corey Shinneman, and Josh Anderson. Uh, Braden Point though scores at the tail very tail end of uh, that second period, makes it four three. Tampa going into the third. Again, two goals in that second period by the Bullets by Nikita Kucherov. And as I said, Braden Point. And it's 4-3 going into the third. And then, ah, 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 early in the third, it's Jesse Ilanen. Yeah. Ties it up. Goes into OT. Scoreless in OT. And then the shootout. And it's uh, Braden Point, save. Cole Caulfield, save. Nikita Kucherov, miss. Rem Pitlick, save. Steven Samkos, a save. And then Nick Suzuki with a nice forehand, backhand pop around um, whoever the goalie was. That was Elliot. Playing. Yeah, Mr. Elliot's pad and the Habs win it against the Stanley Made it look Cup. Easy, Nick Suzuki. Oh, he did. Defending Made it Stanley simple. Cup champions. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was cool. So now we can expect First time that Montreal has won a regular season game against Tampa. Since in, 2017. In Tampa, too. Was it in Tampa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had like season game? They had like a, a San Jose Shark thing going on uh, where we yeah, haven't yeah, beaten yeah, yeah. them okay. in San Jose since, you know, the dawn of the yeah. internet. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, so yeah. And that last win was um, Radulov. Yeah, it was Radu in OT when back it- when we, wait. Yeah, we, spe- wait. Did we win that that Tampa series? I think we did. When we have Radu. Because it was the New York Rangers. 2017. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, God. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me and see me? I'm getting my internet. My internet connection is unstable message. Yeah. Okay. No, I got you back now. Um, so we so just surge right around this time. That was cool. Winning that game. Nice to break those streaks because I hate those streaks as well. Uh, then... I hate Tampa. Yeah, fuck Tampa. Yep, Sunday off, Monday off. Then tonight against Ottawa. Blew it. And then we have the Devils on Thursday at The Rock in Newark. Mm, Maybe I'll try to go to that game. I'm not sure yet. It's only a two-hour drive. I'm so sick and tired of... (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that they uh, that the commentators when they're when they're calling these games have have something of a script points that they're supposed to hit. You mm-hmm. know, like you're advertising the next games against the New Jersey Devils, and they're like, and against PK Subban and the New Jersey. And like, when was the last PK Subban was relevant? Yeah, they said it tonight. Like does on the Mudrick really TSM care? broadcast. Yeah. Uh, does anybody really care that we're like about PK Subban anymore? That we're going to be playing. I, I just. Yeah, it's I like if. Think, oh, it's, it's like so if the, lazy. It's like if the Tampa Bay Lightning came up to play in Montreal. It's like, ah, David Savard and the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Who cares? It's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. But like I like I say, they're probably they're probably given points that they have to hit because it's just like, really? P.K. Subban's like six years ago now, bud. Yeah, yeah. And he Enough. hasn't been relevant in a long time. Enough. Anything before COVID is like the dark ages. It's like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even fucking remember half Ancient of it. history. Like all, yeah. all I remember is uh, fantasy camp, uh, Japan, then COVID happened. I'm like, awesome, awesome, bad. Uh, and and so, Montreal, the happy hour get together. You know, 
Yes, that's right. That's right. So true. So true. Right prior to the fucking pandemic. (laughs) Literally the last hurrah before the world ended as we (laughs) knew it. (laughs) But yeah, so Devils on Thursday. Uh, The only thing I heard about that was Jack Hughes will not be playing. He's out for the rest of the season. I mean, Devils were out of it anyway, but yeah. I mean, he'll he'll get Too better. Bad. What's wrong with him? I think he sprained his knee or something. Like not Ooh. not a great injury, so he's no. gonna need the summer, you know, to, yeah, to yeah, rehab yeah. it. The knee's kind of important. Yeah, knee's important in hockey. Believe me, I know. And the lower back, my God, man, I tell you, the first half hour of our skate clinic is literally like balancing on one skate, doing like different edge work all the time. It's like, touch the ice with your opposing arm and lift your one leg above your back and skate in a circle and make and then do a figure eight. And that's like <laughs> it for a half hour. Then yeah, do it backwards. Oh I'm like, okay, we can do this. But no, you're going to learn balance. Yep. Yes, you you're are. Gonna get, you're going to strengthen your core. Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. So good. Um, So that's all the games. So on to regular Habs news. Let's see here. Um, I had it up, had it up, had it up. Still had it up. Here we go. Nothing happening. Team uh, photo. We had a bunch of stuff. We have team photo day. Um, I Need a Stool by Cole Caulfield. Lovingly recreated by John Liu, Brian Mudrick, and <laughs> Mike Johnson in the booth. <laughs> Brian and Mike are tall, tall. Because I remember hanging Brian out with too? John. Yeah, I guess. You see that photo I with didn't... all three of them? No, I didn't. I they didn't were like, hello, Brian brother. Tall man. Like little guy. Like John Lou was like a little guy compared to them. <laughs> hmm. And John Lou seems, you know, regular height to me. But then, yeah. you know, we have the Colossuses, the Colossi of Mudrick and Johnson <laughs> beside him. Didn't realize that. Um. So let's see. Let's go through uh, some of the news. Three-year entry-level contract for Joshua Wah. Uh, he is part of currently part of the Sherbrooke Phoenix, and he ranks second in the queue uh, with 92 points in 50 games. That is a <laughs> he's he's definitely on a blist, blistering on that. I believe mm-hmm. now I heard this uh, running around here is that he may be eligible for actually he might be too young. I was thinking he'd be able to play with Laval in the playoffs, but he might just stay in the queue for the playoffs, depending on how Sherbrooke does. How old is he? 18. Mm, he's a baby. Yeah, he is a baby. He's a baby. So he's a that. baby. Another contract for an entry level contract for Lucas Condotta. Uh four seasons with the United uh, with the UMass Lowell Lowell Riverhawks. Don't know who those guys are, unfortunately. Condotta, um geez, let's see. Yeah, he's gonna sign a PTO and uh play with the Laval Rocket until the end of the season. I think that was the guy I was getting him mixed up with. So, Kandata is one of the guys they picked up for the playoff push for the Rocket. Um, aside from that, Cole Caulfield named the NHL Rookie of the Month for March, which is well super deserved. cool. Well, well, well deserved. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to get the summary for that. Caulfield, who registered the most points by Montreal Rookie in a single calendar month since Mike Ryder in January 2004... Holy shit, I remember yeah. him. Yeah, he's found the score sheet in 11 of his 15 March appearances, highlighted by four multi-point performances, his fourth career overtime game-winning goal against Philadelphia, and his second career multi-goal outing 
against Arizona. And uh, mind you, yes, this it, this is the first like he's he's barely he hasn't played a full NHL season. Yep. You know how how um, Leafs fans and you know generally fans of other teams were going after Caulfield, you know, about how he was a flop and blah, blah, blah. And he's, he still hasn't, he still doesn't have a full NHL regular season under his belt. This guy is, oh, actually there's another, he's, he's going to be something else because he's yeah. still growing into it. And the game's only going to get easier for him as time goes on. Um, the, sorry, the breakaway goal that he had with Rem Pitlick there. Oh yeah, the the one where he put it top shelf, it, it made it look like too, easy, too easy, too easy, too easy. Like he he can he can find the back of the net. Finally, we have somebody that can score, that can place the puck in the right spot. Mm-hmm. The um, I remember uh, Mike Johnson tonight was saying that uh, you know he was doing some quick math and he says the pace that Caulfield's going on right now, if translated to a full season, will put him at like forty five goals or something like that. And I'm trying to think of the last time the Habs had a 40 goal score. Never mind a 45 or possibly 50 goal scorer. You'd have to go back to early 2000s, I think. I'd have to get. Why this. can't I think of it? I'd have to get this. Suri, Suri, Sheldon yeah, Suri. Maybe I think that. Yeah, I think that was him. I'd have to look it up. Or maybe though. he was like the power play, or or what? I I'm I have a bad memory all of a sudden. Mm. Regardless, an extra blurb here is that uh, the 21-year-old Massani, Wisconsin native, who was selected by the Habs with the 15th overall pick in 2019, uh, is the first Montreal player to be named Rookie of the Month for the NHL since Carey Price in 2008. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Anyway, so <laughs> Habs <laughs> finally have a, a rookie that's worth a damn. Um, yeah, next little bit of news for contract three year entry level contract for Emil Hanneman. Uh, Hanneman is a six foot one, six foot one, 185 pound winger, scored 11 goals and five assists for a total of 16 points in 38 games with Laxans IF. Not sure what that is in the SHL over in Sweden. Um, he's from Laxans, Sweden, he's the native there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is in his third season in the Swedish circuit. He has 31 points in 92 contests since 2019. Uh, Henneman was the uh, fella that we got in the... Oh, God damn it. To Foley trade. He was the prospect that we got back. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, picked up in the second round, 43rd overall by the Panthers originally. Traded to Calgary in 2011. Uh, oh, right. He was the guy that was in the, the original Sam Bennett trade that sent Sam Bennett to uh, the Panthers. And now Sam Bennett is like he's on a tear with the Panthers, eh, sort of, kind of. And uh, I mm-hmm. remember there was some discussion that we should pick up Sam Bennett, but that never materialized. <laughs> <laughs> wonder why. But then uh, he was acquired by the Canadiens. Emil you know, Henneman was acquired by the Habs on February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Along with Tyler Pitlick. And a first round. Yay! And a first round 22 uh, pick. And a fifth round uh, 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 2023 pick for Tyler Toffoli. Quite a haul for Toffoli. Uh, because, well, 
Yeah, we've seen Tyler Pitlick. He's been playing with a cage. Uh, haven't really seen yeah. too much of a large sam sample size well, of the guy. tonight. Yep, yep. In favor of Bruna Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's the other part of this. He's another one of these players where, where Henneman will, will sign a PTO in the coming days and report to the Laval Rocket for the playoff push. So another, you know, winger to put yeah. there. Uh, today, or was it yesterday, actually? Let me double check that. Yesterday, it was the a uh, uh, the annual Radio Teledon. That was actually today. Sorry. Uh, the Habs had special jerseys uh, put together for the uh, Children's Foundation. And, uh, yeah, all proceeds go to that, you know, honorable pursuit to help out the kiddos. <laughs> so all those jerseys yes. are available uh, for for for. Uh, something uh, in my auction. nose? Hmm? No. Because you keep, you keep touching your nose. It makes me think I've got something on my nose. I just like scratching my nose. <laughs> That's all. So, yeah, that helps out the Montreal Canadiens uh, Children's Foundation that does a lot of good work around Quebec. That's pretty cool. Then yeah. the last bit of news, which blew my mind when I heard it, Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki earned the Molten Cup for March. I've never heard of the Habs giving it to two players before. I did not know that. I don't, I, I don't, I didn't think, I think it was allowed. Yeah. Uh, both. I mean, it's the Molson Cup. We we make the rules. Yeah, I mean, it's the Molson Cup. The yeah. the entire like team could get it at some point, but yeah, <laughs> Caulfield and Suzuki both led the team with seven goals, eight power play points, and forty four shots in fifteen games in March. Uh, they finished ahead of teammate Jake Allen. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, the ceremony. Yep, before the Ottawa Senators game today, and they both won it. So there it is. That's great. I didn't they, know that. I guess they needed something. Yeah, anyway, Nick, and that's Nick. why we lost. And that's why we lost. Has to be. Because they broke tradition. Same, same as every time Carey Price would win it and they'd present it to him before the game. Lose. And lost. God just, damn it. Just discontinue the fucking Molson Cup. You guys <laughs> don't care. I want to... I got to read up on that thing. I remember at the fantasy camp in 2019, we were walking around... Um, like, you know, in the underskirts of uh, of the, you know, of the rink, pretty much all the, you know, stuff outside of the, the, bowels. Of the ice. Yeah, exactly. And I bumped into the Molson Cup in its case. I was like, oh, and I took a picture of it. I was like, oh, so they <laughs> oh, just cool. keep it here? <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the middle of all, like, the, the moving equipment for, like, stage <laughs> stuff. I was like, damn. So it was, it was kind of funny, but it's all good. That's funny. Mm. So I guess, um... The only other thing to really talk about with the Habs is uh, post-game comments. Brendan Gallagher and Tim Stutzla. Man, Gallagher did not appreciate anything from Stutzla today. Uh, what was it that he said? I can't imagine that anybody did. Well, it's a fucking, he's a fucking diver and embellisher, and he's got to get taken aside, man. Look at... given a talking to. Oh, boy. Here we go. So, John Lou's reporting all of this. Gallagher on Stutzla. He's a great player. But more than half the games we played, we played against him. He lays on the ice, and then he's on the power play, which yeah. is what happened tonight. There is yep. no, no if ands or buts about that. Now, granted, the counterpoint is that Nick Suzuki did knee him. That happened. Uh, it looked to me like he was trying to get out of his way. Quite honestly, like it was just something that was happening. It's kind yeah, of like the interference call against fucking Cole Caulfield. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's another one there. Uh, regardless, it was knee-on-knee contact. No matter if he was trying to get out of the way, if he did it deliberately, it still happened. <laughs> Stutzla goes down. And of course, no matter what happens, there's going to be a power play out of it. You kill it. They didn't, you know, that's, that's the whole, that's yeah. like, that's the thing that, that bothers me about the, about this whole bit. I mean, Stutz yeah. is going to dive all the time because that's if that's, yeah. if that's going to be his game, that's going to be his game. Now, yeah. sends Kachuk's response to Gallagher's comment on Stutzla. Uh, uh, Kachuk on Stutzla. He's a top player, so it'll be stupid for a team to not go after him. But then he handles it perfectly. Of course, they got that little trip in there at the end of the second He's such a big part of our team, and he doesn't back away from anything. And I, okay, well, that's pretty diplomatic. He's talking about Stutzla. Kachuk. Kachuk was, yeah. Yeah, well, who cares? It's yeah. his teammate. I course. thought there was going to be a little bit more on that. No. Um, Let's see what's going on with it. Yeah, I think that's it. So aside from all that, uh, I'm trying to think of any other halves news that's happening. Well, they keep parading Carey Price around. Oh, yeah. Carey Price's return is imminent. It's going to happen. I'm very confident that's going to happen. If they're, like, yeah. going this hard about it. He's at practice. Yeah. Um, Given what we know about... uh, What is it there? Uh, Chantal Marquebe and how she's been handling the players. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if Chantel's like, hey, here's Carey Price. Hey, here's Carey Price. Hey, here's Carey Price. Then it's like, no, he's not playing. Yeah, I think it, because, I mean, it, other seasons have been different when it's been so terrible. Um, like, remember, like, the last time that Carey missed a season, um, you know, then they brought him out in April. And, and cynically, people were just saying, you know, like, they're just trying to get people interested in the team again because the team like fans had completely lost interest so the opposite is true now since saint louis took over um you know fans are into it they're into it they're excited about what they're seeing Mm -hmm. so um there's kind of no point to be kind of parading carrie price around when he could just be at home with his family um he doesn't want to do that (laughs) if i was carrie price i'd be like Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I do not I'm want taking, I'm I do not live in Millie. I do not want an IV, an at-home IV therapy. Please get me out of this house. That is in context to Angela Price that we do not have to talk about, but it's pretty funny <laughs> to make fun of. So I'm gonna keep doing yeah. it until the end of my life. Um yeah. no, but no, uh, honestly, yeah, fan base adores what the front office is doing, especially Chantel. Yeah. Um, and all yeah. the, uh, and all the offhand stuff that we get, uh, either from reporters or from players and whatnot, are saying that they're, they're yeah. just more comfortable. It seems with how the, uh, arrangements are going, yeah. which can only get better in the off season when the, you know, with the new brain trust actually has time yes. to really put in a system for people. So agreed. That's going to be cool. I can't wait. Agreed. I can't wait to yeah. go to, the draft, if um, if you know, COVID you know, X942 happens, yeah, 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 that's gonna suck. Can't a ticket, you could drive. <laughs> no, I have to, I have to book my my air, my air ticket. Uh, like, it, it seems that it's definitely gonna happen. Sweet, like the only, well, the only thing that I that I was worried about was, um, 
mishandling of COVID in the province of Quebec, which would be mm-hmm. nothing unusual, right? Um, oh, it's so strange now. Ish. Being there? Well, no, no, not not being there. It's just like now they're. Uh, what was it that Quebec mentioned today? Uh, mask is go- masks are going to be mandated until April at the end of April, which. Mm-hmm. The common conception is that, yeah, masks work unless it's this particular variant. So then it's like, okay, well, then you got to get like a KN95 mask, which not everybody has. And people are just, well, they're sick of it. And that's going to be, I, there's there's not going to be any coming back from that at this point, I don't think. Yeah. Like, imagine if they reduce capacity at the Bell Center again. It'd be Bedlam. You know, it's like, Why? I don't know. Um, when I recently went, I wasn't even checked for my vaccine uh, um, documentation when I went uh, with uh, Chris like a few weeks ago. And I just it, it, it only dawned on me like last week, you know, I was just sitting there in my thoughts thinking and all of a sudden I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. I texted Chris. I was like, did they take our passport? Did they take our vaccine passport information at the at the Bell Center? And he's like, nope, I don't think so. So. When I went in March to the Canucks game, Mm. the Habs game, I should say, in Vancouver, um, everybody got checked. It was extremely an extremely efficient process. Everybody's got it on their phone. Everybody's Mm -hmm. wearing their masks. Like it was, there there was no more of a wait to get into the building than usual. Than usual. Yeah. So it was extremely well-oiled machine and highly efficient, but. uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry, our top our top doc here in BC, said that as of the 14th of April, um, there's going to be no more vaccine card requirements. Mm. How uh, about like, them apples? Like, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be like if businesses can make up their own mind. Like, I'm sure that businesses can can make up their own minds if they're if they're going to adhere to that or still be asking for proof or anything but yeah. everywhere i go i still take a mask um i wear my mask in the pharmacy um and in like closed spaces because i just why not you know um but other than that like it was it's been like i thought it's going to be so hard to get used to not wearing a mask in public anymore it was not hard to get used to at all <laughs> yeah nah. it's like I walked into a, a space the other day and, and I saw people wearing masks and I was like, oh shit, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm um, I'm pretty much in there too. Like like I mentioned before, I'm out to all hours on the weekend at whatever bar and whatever slum in Albany and that's what I do, right? And no, <laughs> no masks, no vaccine things. But, you know, despite that, the COVID numbers, you know, we get those daily from the governor on Twitter at least. Um the COVID numbers are like are like less than mild. You know, hospitalizations are down. I mean yeah. the, the infection rate's going up like a little bit, but it's man, it, it's it's tough at this point for at least those that are like vaccinated, especially the boosted people and whatnot. I, I yeah. was what well, what was it there? I was I was pretty sick like two weeks ago and I took like yeah. two of my at homes. Not COVID. Nope. So it's like, why am I wasting money on these at homes if I'm not a doctor? That's like, I can't tell the difference between a flu and COVID. So, ugh. yeah, pain in the ass. But remember one time, Max and I were both feeling kind of like quite crappy, mm-hmm. to be honest, at the same time, and but completely different symptoms. 
Mm. Like Max was sick to his stomach. I had, you know, like headache and all of that stuff. Anyway, we called the nurse and gave, you know, like I, I ran down his symptoms and my symptoms, which were different. And she said, yep, sounds like COVID because that is how, that is how like, we just don't know how it's going to affect you. Like all of these different symptoms, when you look them up too, like there's just so haphazard. Know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, yep. I'm I all know. boosted. I got all my shots. Mm -hmm. Second boosters might be coming around. They're um, available for people. Oh, geez. I might be lying about this. 50 and up in the States, I think is the recommendation. Or they're trying to get that pushed. Which only means mm -hmm. at some point later this year, it's going to be like available or at least recommended for folks yeah. in the United States proper. Yeah, I so. heard a Colbert saying something about that the other day. Mm -hmm. Here, the second booster is going to be prioritized for 80 and, o 80 and over. Yep. And indigenous peoples, I think 55 and over. Nice. Yeah. Um, this from Sportsnet stats, um, 54 minutes ago, Leafs blow their seventh game when holding a four, one lead since game seven of the 2013 playoffs first round. They note, uh, no other NHL team has four such losses. Not even the Habs, not even the Habs. It's been almost a decade of this. Delicious. Um, too bad for you. <laughs> too bad, so sad. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I got a little bit more of a, the half season to go. Uh, we were on game, shoot, I just had it up, but now, I think this was game 70. So that means we got, what, 12 more games to go. Yep, 12 more games to go, and, uh... I think the schedule like ends this month. We don't have any games in May, do we? Nope. Uh, April 29, I think, is the last game. And that's against the Florida Panthers. Yup. Florida. That sucks. Uh, one back-to-back -back next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Back-to-back -back, uh, Islanders and Caps at home. That's the last back-to-back. -back. Uh, got three Saturday night games left. That's nice against Toronto, the Caps, like I said, and Ottawa, our last game against Ottawa, away over in uh, 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 Kanata land. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that will that will end up the season. And so the race to the bottom, you know, for people that care. Let's see if I don't. Yeah, I don't. I know. I know you don't. Our listeners don't. I don't think either. Well, just because it's a lottery by definition. The yeah. only time. A last place team has won the lottery. It was da 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 da. Oilers. Toronto Maple Leafs. Shocker. Oh. When they got Austin Matthews. Yeah. I was like, Oilers. Oh, Remember, wait. Never mind. <laughs> Steve Dink. Well, yeah. The Oilers. The Oilers. Yeah. Got it like three times in five years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And look where they are now. I where couldn't care less, honestly. Where are the Oilers? Like, remember, remember all the moaning and groaning by a certain faction of the fan base when we actually... Um, won that play-in round mm. oh yeah against the penguins what a great against little the penguins? series that was and everybody was whining and moaning about fucking i don't even remember what his name is now the guy that went to the rangers quebecer oh lafreniere lafreniere yeah he's a Where bit of a he? bust right now what's he been doing nothing but you know 
kids will have bad seasons. So. Kids will have bad seasons, but I mean, it's also like, you just don't know. You just don't know. You, you get excited. Like we were excited about Cook Kanyemi. Mm-hmm. And you he kind of became like regular. But then people are going to say, oh, Hab's ruined his development, so he's ruined forever. <laughs> forever. That's so stupid. Yeah, if, he, well. if he was a good player, he's not, he's not going to. If the Carolina Hurricanes can't fix Cook Kanyemi, the Habs aren't going to fix Coca Niemi. Not that I certainly haven't fixing. been paying attention to him, but um, to him, I I do obviously I don't. I, he's hurt. I don't hurt dislike hurt. him or anything. I do know that he's hurt. Yeah, so he's um, I, he might. And be... I, I have the word muted because yep. between fucking Canes fans and Habs fans who are still like, now I'm a Canes fan. It's just the conversation is not my cup of tea. So enough. I'm like I, I don't understand bashing him. Mm-hmm. Like, what did he ever do to you? But I also don't understand acting like. Acting like he's you know. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Because he's not. Just let him be. Let him be. Let him be. I got a picture of him He wanted to once. leave. I think he wanted to leave. Yeah, possible. Um, let's see. Clearly. Man, man. Signing bonus of 20 bucks or whatever the fuck it was. That's, yeah, that, that. Getting rid of Dundon will be the best thing for that organization because that guy is just a piece of shit. He's a scumbag. Through. Yeah, he's but, a bad, bad, bad man. Oh, well. So, anyways, the race to the bottom. Ari- uh, Habs are tied with Arizona. Um, That's going to be weird to see how that actually shakes out. The Habs have, still have the worst goal differential in the league at minus 87. Oh, shit. That's worse now. That is awful, awful, awful. The Anyways, second yeah. worst is, yeah, minus 77 for the Coyotes, which weird. But that's how it goes sometimes. What we'll to Ooh, see. I'm, I can't wait to watch SportsCenter about, like, how the Leafs lost. Yeah, that's that's just dessert at this point in time. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, I was, there was one more thing I wanted to You see to our friend F&V, what he tweeted today? about because there's some like some 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 leafs maybe reporter or fan or reporter slash fan that said on twitter something about everybody's always talking about team that's never won the playoffs since 2004 what about the florida panthers who haven't won since 1996 and vini rightly stated lost it for a second but now i got gotcha. fan base oh yeah with Oh, sorry. Vini rightly stated that it's that fan base that acts and the and the Toronto media that acts like this, you know, every year that with this shit. And I, I guess it's I guess they're trying to I guess they're trying to generate ratings and excitement for a team that's being a, a failure when it counts mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. almost twenty years now. They failure, yeah, a failure, and they are fourth in the standings right now behind Carolina. Uh, then I get, yeah, I don't know. I, where are they in the division of the conference and all that bullshit, how that all breaks down. Okay, yeah, they're behind Florida. Florida clenched their playoff berth, so they're in. Colorado uh-huh. clenched theirs. So they were the first to clinch. Yeah, yeah, so we're starting to see how that'll shake out, which is pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, man. I just, I, who's going to eliminate the Leafs? Is it Tampa or Florida? Uh... Shit. Okay, now I gotta do some some thinking here. If the not to jinx it playoffs were today, 
fuck, I have to remember how that works, actually. It's division, it's division, then conference, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd be, if it was today, it'd be Toronto and Tampa. Tampa, Goodbye. all the way. Tampa, all the way. Goodbye. There's no way. I say that now. There's no way. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be quite, they, they, that would be a disaster choir. for Tampa. Oh, yeah. That would be a cata catastrophic failure. Oh, yeah. Um, um, as long as, as long as then Tampa gets eliminated in the second round, I'm fine. But, um, cause I'm, I hate Tampa. I'm sick of them now. Um, but number yeah, one it, bullshit. Toronto didn't even number one bullshit. Toronto didn't even, um, do anything at the trade deadline to goalie. Yeah. Like they didn't pick up a goalie. That that was like the main thing they needed. It was like a bona fide, a bona fide goalie. Bona fide. And, yeah, they and, did not get it. And brawn, just brawn. Yeah, yeah, just something, something to help those lily-livered players of theirs. Yeah. Do something more than score. If the Panthers see Toronto in the first round, maybe we get to see Ben Sherratt, Ragdoll, huh. Austin Matthews again. Yeah, you can you can <laughs> expect Austin it. Matthews just. Yeah, just speaking ah, it. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> the, and then he loses the wait. fucking series. Um, <laughs> I mean, like Ekblad, I believe, ought to be back for uh, the playoffs for Florida as well. But yeah, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. He 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 doesn't have to just rest up and come come back for the playoffs. That's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but aside from that, I don't oh, think there's too um, much. did Max Domi score in that Carolina game? Because oh, he's shit. with the Carolina Yeah, he's a hurricane isn't he? now, isn't he? I yeah. don't believe so. No, oh, it was all that top line there of Teravine and Svechnikov and Aho. Yeah. So. I forgot about that. Well, there it is. So, I well, think... There it is. Yeah, seriously. I think... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what other uh, horse to beat to death at the moment in regards to the Habs. <laughs> that hasn't already been talked about. I'm sure about. everybody's... Forever and ever. I'm Everybody's ready for the offseason. I'm ready for the yeah. freaking draft. I'm ready to get all that shit behind us. I'm ready for the fucking training camp. That's all I care about right now. No, I'm I'm ready to have like, I mean, we didn't really get a summer last year because the nope. Montreal Canadiens went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, yeah, we had a right? shortened season. So this is kind of going to be the first real offseason for the Habs since COVID, essentially. Like a yeah. full summer. To yeah. examine everything, give the players some rest, yeah, and see how things work, and bring somebody in who knows how to fucking run a power play. Holy Christ! Because everything will be for naught if they don't resolve that issue. And Jonathan Drouin, get healthy. Yeah, unless he gets he, traded. He, <laughs> I, don't yeah, know what's gonna, he, I don't know what's going to happen with him. No. Um, well, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, oh, so I, okay. So I watched The View. Yeah. You know the show, The View. Yes. That's why I hate Megan, Megan McCain, because it felt like psychological abuse having to watch her when oh, she yeah, was in she that was seat. awful. It was literally psychological terrible. abuse. Oh. Like she brought Fox News style shit every <clears throat> morning and it was <clears throat> just so toxic. It was just so toxic. Awful. Anyway. Um, hate is a strong word, but I do hate Megan McCain. Um, so anyway, this morning, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, 
Whoopi Goldberg was talking about two things um, that I thought that I noticed. She's, um, you know how the the right-wing people in the United States are just like, it's a foretold conclusion that come November, they're taking back the Senate. Right. And the House. That's what they think. Mm -hmm. The Republicans. And Whoopi just said, why don't we just show up and vote and see what happens? It's like it's like the mainstream hockey media in Canada, just like I was mentioning before, always with the Maple Leafs. You know, the Maple Leafs on the cover of Hockey Magazine and all that shit at the beginning of the year. This is the year. All like all that hype. And it's just like, let's just watch the season and let's just see what happens. You know, so it's just like there's 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 an influence uh on on the information that we're being fed that it starts to seep into people's opinions and oh well that's what's going to happen you know let's just see what's going to happen um okay the second thing that would be goldberg i don't remember where i was going with that but the second thing that would be goldberg was talking about is topical because she was talking about she has a tesla and did you know that Tesla doesn't have any kind of support. Like, you know, like if you drive like a Lincoln or whatever, so... you can call. If you break <laughs> down somewhere, you know what they want you to do? They want you to email them. Yeah. Yep. Email. Yep. And also, Tesla doesn't, the Tesla doesn't come with a spare tire. What the <laughs> fuck? And then you're not, what, what the fuck? If, if you've got, <laughs> if you're stranded and you don't have a signal and you don't have a spare tire, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Triple A. What's the end game there? <laughs> so I have a funny story about a Tesla. Um, okay. My buddy Augie, a childhood friend of mine, his wife uh, had a Tesla. A big shiny new car when the, when they got it. Great time, right? Um, this was before Elon Musk was complete comical supervillain shitbag. Like before all this nonsense with Doge and bullshit. Anyway. Um... Tesla is great for a couple that don't have a child. They've discovered that very quickly, especially when when they want to take like road trips somewhere. Uh, Albany to Maine, like wherever they go in Maine, is like maybe a six hour drive. You know, not terrible. You're going through some nice country to get out there. Doing that in yeah. a Tesla is a bit difficult, especially in the winter, because. You have to find charging stations in between where you're going and where you're, you know, where you start, where you go. So mm -hmm. what what's a six hour drive became like a ten hour drive mm -hmm. because they would have to find a charging station, plug oh, it in and with a baby. And <laughs> since they also do this typically during the winter, <laughs> the Tesla's battery, what they found out is that it has to warm up to sixty five degrees and then it starts taking a charge. So oh, shit, charging took like a while. This was a big issue one day and kind of finally put the nail in the coffin of them owning this thing. And when they, oh man, so let me keep going. Um, <laughs> the wife, uh, okay, uh, child was born, uh, all good. She was going back to work, you know, got uh, past, you know, what excuse of, you know, uh, post, uh, you know, birth care that we have in this state. Mat so leave? Do, yeah, yeah, mat leave that we have. We, I don't even know what it's called. That's how bad it is. So... <laughs> Maternal leave. It's like six weeks. It's awful. It's it's an absolute embarrassment. So she goes to work, 
and is coming back home and you know bing bing you know she's running out of charge she's like oh shit so she calls my you know augie your husband and says i forgot to charge the car so i'm gonna park at the mall because they have superchargers over there for teslas mm. i'm gonna mm-hmm. park it there for like a half hour hour and i'll be back a little later okay great augie's like fine so she putzes around the mall for a bit gets back to the car uh discovers that there was no charge at all taken and that's when they discovered the whole thing with all because they actually did call somebody and they got somebody on the phone and they're like, oh, well, it's warming up the battery. Right. And that's when the whole 65 degree thing happened. And, you know, then the battery starts taking charge after that. But the thing is, the thing is, it took her like two and a half hours to get home from work just because she had to, she had to wait for the Tesla to charge. Now, of course, if she had charged it before, wouldn't have been an issue. But it's not something you no, typically have still... to deal with, with like a vehicle that you own, that you paid some fucking money for. Too. Yeah. This is supposed to be a premier prestige car. It's nothing but a fucking headache. No. If, if, if it's impractical for colder climbs. Oh, yeah. Then like. You can't own one in New just, York. That's. Un fracaso, as yeah, we exactly. would say. Now, over in fucking, you know, California, Texas, Florida. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Texas. Texas is driving all suburbans. Texas. Fine. You know, that makes sense for, you know, warmer weather yeah. down there. But even so, yeah. you can at times run into the problem of, oh, shit, I got to, like, drive somewhere long distance. And you kind of can't. Like, for me, no. I'm, I'm really caught on, do I want a purely electric or do I want a hybrid? Hybrid would make totally sense. Until I read an excellent article about the new Ford Mustang, which is completely electric. And it's oh, not yeah. its not even like a sporty looking car. It's like almost like a coupe, but they're calling it a Mustang. Whatever. But the, it, was, it looks pretty damn cool. And all the oh, features yeah. and bullshit sound very nice. But, again... My usual yeah. three and a half hour drive to Montreal might become like yeah. a five hour drive because I have to stop somewhere mm. and find a charger that's compatible with the car and all that. Bullshit. I mean, it's good for the environment. Yeah. I'm unless, not try- you know, like, we're helping the environment here. Unless, I, I'm not because I drive a Jeep. Unless you want to be a person that's like, oh, well, all the batteries that are making now are actually killing the planet even more than using gasoline. I'm like, maybe, but fuck gas. Yeah. Got to get rid of that stuff. So. I was really looking into this, like, the other day. Because the thing is, the government subsidies, when you do your taxes, if you buy, like, an electric car, are, like, eight grand. Yeah. You get a Holy shit. boat ton of money for going, like, electric or, yeah, or yeah, hi- yeah, yeah. hybrid is, like, four grand. But even so, four grand just That's buying a lot a of car. money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Exactly. I would um uh, ooh, not and... use it for the car. You know who doesn't pay any taxes? Hmm. Elon Musk. Yeah. Oh, he's also on the board of Twitter now. Isn't that great? Yeah, Who the I, fuck put that idea together? There is something together? extremely nefarious about that because he's like a malignant narcissist, this man. And yeah. like when he was floating prior to prior to becoming like majority shareholder and on the fucking board of directors or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, he was talking about freedom of speech and the platform, and so I just see this as a way to bring that former guy back to Twitter. Yeah. Because yep. the world isn't ruined enough 
he didn't do enough damage to the world. Yeah, we need another like, fucking psychopath like Lorne Borber and fucking yeah. the other blonde. Well, idiot. they're they're just they're just patently stupid. Those women. Yeah, they're 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 just they're embarrassingly stupid uh as 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 is the fucking former guy too but he knows how to fucking whip people into a frenzy and and that is a cult yep 100 the definition of a cult it that's that shit's fucking jonestown mm-hmm. and um anyway uh he, he's just such a he's just such a ugh, Elon Musk. Anyway. The world would be better off without him. And I can't believe Saturday Night Live had him on. I can't believe that either. Just And and some of the cast didn't like that, but it's just like... What can you do? (laughs) But that's all to say... You're still getting your viewers. Yeah. That's all to say that uh, Rupert Murdoch has to be taken out of power in any way, shape, or form. Because that man has absolutely ruined the entire world with his vision of what it should be through his media influence yeah he's a piece of shit and frankly he should be in the ground fuck him don't care one is tucker carlson yeah he's a piece of shit too but a product of rupert murdoch again yeah so there it is rich man tucker carlson more than likely um entitled I tried to watch man. him last night after we after it was brought to light everything that happened in Bucha. Oh yes. If people have not read up on there. that, terrible tragedy in Bucha, Ukraine. Uh just, you know, courtesy of Vladimir Putin and the uh, you know, his little Z Nazi army over there. And it's just so it, it is so um offensive and it's just like it's particularly disgusting how they frame this as denazifying ukraine Mm -hmm. like it's particularly cruel and we gotta take this guy out we gotta take him out i mean people are calling for the for russia to be expunged from the u.n human humanity council and all that it's a joke it is a, a joke, joke because the UN itself is a joke at this point. Yeah. Yep. Russia's a, on the Security they're Council. Making a moder- oh make that Lord. make sense. Anyway. So we'll have to see what happens to Vladimir Putin in the coming years. I have a feeling that he's not going to survive what's going to happen to him, though. Politically? At least not in it, it, politically, I mean. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Nobody stands up to him. They're not even telling him the truth about what's going on in Ukraine because they're so scared of him. Mm -hmm. Because he murders everybody who says something that he doesn't like. And Ken Dryden put it rather succinctly. Had the former guy actually won re-election? Oh, yeah. That shit is what... That's that's where you would be living right now. We would be fucking helping Russia invade Ukraine with American forces because... And people are like, oh, no. My... Oh, my God. The people that have told me that Trump would have stood up against this, I'm like, do you do you recall Crimea, the Crimea rather? It was during Obama's time, but Trump just rolled over after all that stuff, and just all the Russian people that were in the White House, the people, oh my God, stop voting, do the world a favor, please. Oh my God, those people. 
Anyways, we're out of time. Uh, Habs, uh, <laughs> Habs play uh, on Thursday night against uh, Thursday New Jersey. Thursday against P.K. Subans. P.K. Subans. New Jersey Devils. New Jersey Devils. And um, <laughs> I'm going to look up ticket prices. I might go to that. Yeah. Might invite a lady. See how that works out. Lady. Lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Um, the end of this month, I'm very excited. As we were talking about today, the return of Better Call Saul. First ah! half of the final season. Mm-hmm. The first half, Return that's it? Barry. You know, they're doing it in two halves. Oh. One of those. All right. Well, I'm going to watch a lot more of the first season of Better Call Saul tonight. And yes, Barry yeah. is returning. That's such a great show, too. Oh, I cannot wait to um, see what happens. And then for um, all of you anime fans out there, let's see. Tomorrow is the last chance to catch Princess Mononoke in theaters, courtesy of Regal. It will be the dubbed version in English, which is actually a very good dub, all things considered. It's one of my favorite mm, English good. dubs. Um, mm. There's that. Another bit of anime news is that the Attack on Titan see, final season part two ended Sunday. And it was revealed that there will be a part three, which will be the final, final chapter of the anime for Attack on <laughs> Titan next year. So everyone that's cool. been waiting for the conclusion of Attack on Titan since 2012, guess what? It's going to come out in 2023. God, that Dang. show has been around forever. There's only like five seasons. That's how long it yeah. takes to get all that shit together. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's different. Oh, and Ozark, second half of the last season of Ozark. There we go. Yeah. I think Yay. that's it. Good job, everybody. Bye. Good job, you guys. Goodbye. Bye 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 bye. Like and subscribe.